It is time to play the stock market game for February 7, 2018. Welcome to the aforementioned Apocalypse Show, the AA Show for February 7, 2018. How's it going? Uh, I recorded this last night on the December, uh, February 5th, the Monday, but then uh, my audio got wiped, so I lost all my recording. So unfortunately, that happened, but um, I think it's good that I'm re-recording this today. Albeit, I went through a 12-hour work day today, 7 a.m. to 7 p.m. I'm really exhausted, but you know. So yeah, let's talk about the stock market. This is the adulting episode. Uh, well, yesterday, the market went down, what, 1,500 points, 1,100 points in one day. And then it was the largest drop ever, at least if you look at it by the points. But the overall percentage, I think it was only like 4.67% at the closing bell, which is not as much compared to like 1987, the Black Monday, that was way less number of points, but it was 25% of the index point was down. Uh, so, but at that time, it was what, like what, four or 5,000, you know, or less at that time. So scale of that, you know, is relatively not that bad, but it is the biggest drop that the market saw since 2016, January, February. I remember when that happened because that's when I started, you know, jumping into the stock market a little bit. So I got lucky there. I wasn't really following closely. I just noticed that the prices dipped at that time. The factor at that time was the gas price not coming up. It was like below $40 a barrel. People were expected to go up to 50, 60 at that time. It didn't. So the gas prices were really staying low and, you know, and then really got the energy stocks, the blue chip stocks worried and whatnot. But uh, well, that was then also the valuation at that time for some of the prices really high. Like uh, I remember like LinkedIn lost a whole lot of values. Uh, Tableau lost like 50%, a cloud company in Kirkland, Washington. So on and so uh, Twitter went down, so on and so forth. Um, but then, uh, you know, as, as you usually see, what I wanted to say is when you play this game, you know, you hate, don't hate the player, hate the game. And then, uh, you know, the whole bunch of people today on the Tuesday are speculating, what happened? Why, 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 Sudden sell-off and all that. And then I, I talked about this in episode 60. The last investment episode is the crash coming from November 1st. I said, no matter whatever the president does, there's no impact on the economy itself, other than the policies that this guy enforces and whoever he, assign, he or she assigns them to do. And I mentioned the several factors. One, the tax bill that's that obviously passed. And then, you know, Trump, as I mentioned last week, is like touting how he's giving back thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars back to the Americans to buy home and all that stuff. You know, the, the spending would go up. And then the interest rates are going up because, uh, you know, the economy has been recovering well since 2009 at a historic rate. You know, just before the Great Depression, beyond that level at this stage in the 1920s, in this 2000, almost 20, 100 years later, or, you know, 90 years or so. It's been really good. Uh, so the Fed, Federal Reserve, feels comfortable to raise the rates. And, you know, and then obviously tax cut and then interest rate rise would lead to some sort of inflation of course if everybody has more if you don't know the logic of it the inflation that's where the prices go up that's why the bus ticket is no longer 
five cents or the movie tickets are 20 cents it's like ten dollars now because of the inflation and then the supply and demand and whatnot if more people are making more money and more money to spend then obviously prices of the goods that we spend on things like fruit food smartphone tv all have to go up at some point right so there is that and another factor that people think are you know the bond market so bond if you don't know i'm gonna butcher explaining this thing so there are stocks there are bonds so bonds are essentially paper loans that either the government or the corporations offer as a loan with a guaranteed return at a certain number of terms like five years 10 year 30 year you hear the 30 year yield five five-year yield, 10-year yield, you know, treasury bond, all that stuff. So you get the uh, your principal, the money that the company or the government borrowed, and then the interest back with the yield that's, that's mentioned there. And then as the interest rates go up, so does, so does the yield. And then the bond market, there's a great debate about if bond is ever good at investing at all because it's just a, it is a safe form of income, a consistent form of income, uh, guaranteed income if you're willing to wait for it. So... There is that, and then people buy and sell these bonds. And for example, Tesla, instead of selling their stocks at their all-time high, they just decide to issue billions of dollars of bonds to make up for their mega factory and stuff. There are other bonds that you might not hear about, such as the stadium construction or the road construction. You know, for the uh, local government, whether the state, city, you know, if it's a highway, state would issue government bonds to the investors so that they would raise enough money to pay for their road work and then pay back the investors with the dividends uh well yeah the interest not the dividends um so anyways bonds market has been kind of volatile and then of course the general theory is that if the stocks go down south people go into more guaranteed income bond market and but then the bonds have been really weirdly <laughs> perceived for a while i don't have anything in bonds at all because I don't have patience for it. And then stock has been performing better anyway over the decades, if you ever look at it. So there's that. But anyways, the bonds are also the the, the interest rate rising that would affect their yield percentage, but also something like your credit card bill. The banks, that is the first thing they they increase when the interest rate goes up. Hey, they got to make the money from all of you, right? Me and you, a bunch of nobody. So easiest thing to do is get the fucking uh, credit card percentage back the apr so pay off your amount every month that's my advice i hear some stuff like some bullshit like oh i just have to pay the minimum and then i'll keep the score high in 600s i'm like no 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 do not ever have do not accrue debt like that but fuck that's i'm not gonna lecture everybody no one's gonna listen you get some shit advices left and right i pay off my credit card all at once no matter how much it is because like less debt the quicker the debt goes away the better in your life uh Mortgage rates, that's the other one, right? Uh, mortgage rates go up, which we've seen, despite the great housing boom. And then that, you know, took a part. Well, that that particip- that took into a factor. I couldn't think of a goddamn verb. Uh, that played a factor in last couple of years housing market where people were expecting the interest rates to go up. So they wanted to take advantage. People, the new homeowners wanted to, they, they pronounce, uh, wanted to take advantage of the historically low interest rate. And then buy the housing and pick up the mortgage at that time at the the most favorable term possible uh the other one auto loan uh student loan of course student loan the interest doesn't kick in for a few years if i remember right well until six months after you graduate uh credit card auto loan student loan are very problematic in this world right now i an auto loan has been my 
uh, fearful factor, you know, you, not just the new cars, but used cars too. You've seen those John Oliver stories, how that one Kia Optima or Spectra has been, you know, been circling, circle jerking amongst like seven different owners getting repoed and all that. And, you know, you see those uh, ads everywhere. Anyways, uh, points aside, there are a lot of factors that, that are very, that would point to a downward stock market at least you know all those pl- factors playing playing a role uh into the correction and also the overvaluation like you know uh all these tech companies the uh, high growth companies like amazon google facebook or even the small ones like uh whatchamacallit brew apron or groupon all those guys gopro uh, they all are valued very high at their initial public offering and then some of them I saw that dip a lot uh, some of those companies dip a lot the last day or so so you know it it, it plays a factor and overvaluation and just the psycho- psychology of it you know people are more careful investing in these companies so there is that and that ta- happened two years ago uh, in- including what is it? The Tableau, like 50% drop. I see one company that I kind of followed, Impinge, who makes the RFID radio frequency identifier chips. Like the, you heard of the, what is it? The Amazon Go, the the cashierless grocery. So this company, this is a company that's been providing the part to enable those wireless cashierless uh, chip technology. But this company, every time the Amazon news comes up, has been booming. Like, I, I sold it early, and I got my gains when it was, like, from 30 to 40. I said, fuck it, so- sell it. But then more news come out about Amazon Go. This thing goes up to, like, $56 at one point. Now it finally crashed down to $12, $11 right now. It went down more than 50% on Monday. And why why did this happen? Well, they're, you know, the, what is it, the... Uh, the revenue reports come out for the quarterly earnings. That's the season right now, especially the fourth quarter of the last year in 2017. And that went, they came below the expectation. And, and companies like these that are expecting very high growth at a faster rate don't even meet the expectation one bit. And then everybody starts selling off. And that's I that's what happened. And it, there are, I'm sure there are more companies like these out there you know and then they cut the outlook and stuff blah 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 but overall there are small companies like this that are very susceptible and vulnerable so i'm not surprised and i'm glad i got out of in time the companies i did not get out of in time well although i have a more longer view on it are two two factors i was relying one two companies really i was relying on the holiday sales for the next two holdings that i have so well three holdings to be exact but i i take two in one i'll explain why the first one that i was expecting higher sales was starbucks with their holiday drinks you know the chestnut praline latte pumpkin spice latte you know all that shit you get like oh i'm in the mood for the fucking pumpkin because it's no end of november and on and then and then Starbucks uh, has has had its issues. I can't speak today. That's how tired I am. You know, I talked about the Starbucks many times before in the past adulting episode, and I said I believe in the China sales and I believe in Starbucks effort for their reserve stores and more high end restaurant, rotisserie, bakery, whatever effort the hell they're doing. Uh, it, they didn't meet the expectation, and. <laughs> 
that was disappointing. And then it crushed the value a little bit. And then the company like I think Goldman Sachs or Bar- uh, Goldman Sachs was the one that took them off the main buying list. As I go, we'll take them off our buy list, and then we'll just you know you do whatever you want we're not buying them so that took down the value from like 62 dollars at its peak down to 55 dollars right now and i'm like i'm still up but then i'm like it's not as much as i wanted to i mean i sold some shares when i was up last year but i was actually expecting them to bounce back or like stay at steady mid 60s and that did not happen so it's kind of disappointing and then some companies like the barclays analysts don't expect Starbucks China sale to keep up with the American sales and American sales yes granted I agree that like you know I kind of quit coffee until I like I mentioned last week started drinking again so I haven't really seen like firsthand observed the foot traffic in the Starbucks stores but I figured it was all right you know this is one of those things like you know go and see on the companies that you're investing like for example Snapchat actually use it and see how it's progressing same as Facebook same as Starbucks same as Walmart use it experience it see how it is and then see how you think you know it goes with other people that you talk to and see if they ever use it um and then the American sales of Starbucks, if you want to be completely honest, I mentioned this before, uh, they don't own any of the real estate compared to McDonald's, which they own a lot of land to have their stores. And second of all, they, there are too many Starbucks everywhere where it's some people think it's a bit of a cannibalism between the stores and then that's on purpose and then some of the locations are closing and whatnot blah blah blah. but yet at the same time in china they're opening like 10 stores a day some bullshit like that and they expect the china sale to overpass the u.s now what i worry about which some analysts worry about is is a china sale going to overtake u.s because china is really outpacing u.s or u.s sale just dwindling as we kind of saw the hint of in the q4 and then what is starbucks really differentiating to make that work and there are some concerns about their digital payment system which i think is still fabulous like 20 percent of the online payment system is still starbucks they like it that stupid barcode has so much loyalty and reverence and then the following yet at the same time there's some thinking that, you know what, that online ordering and that whole digital currency effort that Starbucks got is actually hindering the actual production and then the output of the actual stores. Missing orders, over-ordering, mis-ordering, redoing the order that's on online, blah, blah, blah. Yes, they said they'll reserve, resor- resolve these things. So let's see, but where am I going here? So just to finish in the American front, I don't like how in the earnings call, Howard Schultz, the former CEO, the current chairman, just started throwing blockchain cryptocurrency into Starbucks earnings call without having any basis what the fuck he's talking about because clearly they have no plan. He just wanted to throw in the big buzzwords to get the investors going. Sort of like Vince McMahon last week at the XFL announcement, this is a league for by the, by the fans. And like, okay, so what, what, what are you doing? What TV deals do you have? What is a budget gonna be nothing it's just basic shoe of like a nothing announcement with just the logo same thing what howard schultz did howard schultz vince mcmahon made the exact same announcement last week basically much ado about nothing so i'm a little angry about that personally because it's just like wow you're in a fucking desperation mode to get the after hour sales up like the market going is that what the fuck you're doing howard jesus christ yeah bring back the fucking supersonics you fucking asshole uh anyways that aside uh China, China, China. I uh, I don't know, but uh, I'm gonna hold it because I don't have much stake in Starbucks anymore. Although I would like to see them bounce, but uh, hey, it's the summer season, and then all those uh promotions, holiday sales is supposed to be the big 
get-go time for Starbucks, but obviously that didn't happen. So it's a little worrisome, but I'm going to give it a quarter or two and see how they go. Although I'm not overly confident. Although this is more of a long game, I was giving myself like 2020 for this China experiment, China experiment for Starbucks to pan out at least until 2020. So let's see. Uh, the other front that kind of burned me for the holiday sales is the Apple and the iPhone 10. Uh well, some people strategize investing in Apple like this. Not just Apple shares, but also the suppliers for Apple. For example, uh, Micron, I don't know if my, well, Intel, Qualcomm, for providing the main chips at Broadcom for Wi-Fi, GPS chips, obviously. And then also some manufacturing companies like the American Materials, AMAT, that's a symbol. Uh, Lamb Research Corporation, semiconductor thing they do. Uh, what else? Corning. GLW, glassware. I, I read it as a glassware, the fucking symbol, who pro provide a gorilla glass for all the smartphones and whatnot. So it's not necessarily Apple suppliers, but their sales heavily dependent and their prices and momentum hugely rely on Apple sales numbers. And the, another company that is there is a Universal Display Corporation out of Dallas, Texas. Symbol is OLED, O-L-E-D. So if you are a geek without geeking out so much, uh, OLED is basically the backlighting technology for all your phone displays and also the television these days. And this company provides all the material substance needed to you know, mass produce the OLED display panels for like the Samsung, Sharps, LGs, whatever. Well, LG, I don't. I think they're a different story with the LG chemical. But anyways, so I, I, I've been bag holding some of the OLED shares. You know, uh, I, there's, I think I might have shared the story there. So I don't want to go deep into it. But uh, Apple sales came out very disappointing. Uh, in a way, they had a record number of re amount of revenue, but then the iPhone sales numbers are low, and there are rumors that iPhone 10 production is cut by half which means the only OLED backlighting phone, Apple iPhone 10, is not selling well. The demand is not there. So they got, a, I am sure, abundant amount of supply to still sell. Now, so some people took this news and then I'm sure the machines and algorithm just like started selling off, including the OLED stock. It's just saying that, hey, like, no, there's not going to be any more OLED iPhones. I don't understand that momentum. I don't understand the fucking movement. And e even all the sell-off that's been happening yesterday, some people speculate the machines just took over with whatever triggers that they saw. And then more humans started trading uh, today on Tuesday. Now, I, despite that, I dipped in again. I averaged up because I have a higher... Uh, potential on this company and expect a steady return with some dividends that this company has well because their customer has also been samsung was selling a lot of galaxies and other panel companies were providing basically all the oleds for like google pixels and all that blah 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 and also it's not just the phones they also got the tvs television sales are still there now there's some rumor the news about the samsung oled uh, universal display corporation license has expired but i don't think that's just expires out of nowhere and be like, hey, we're not going to produce Galaxy S9s and all that stuff. I mean, that number and that revenue should still be reflected in the coming quarter, at least. So, and I don't think, unless Samsung goes like, we're going to go and do our own OLED material gathering, which I highly doubt. Well, I doubt, not highly doubt, but I kind of doubt at this stage, at least for this year, I think the agreement will reach place and then... The same company also came to an agreement with Sharp to ramp up Sharp's sale on the OLED technology. So, 
I don't understand the sell-off they had. I mean, I bought, I dipped in at 157. I mean, this stock was at like two weeks ago when I was busy in my life. Was at 207 dollars a share, and then it dipped to 160, 170, and then like 157. I said, "Fuck it, I'll buy it." And then it started dipping down as low as 142 yesterday. Now it came back up to 155. Now I then my average cost is not 155, 157, obviously, because I had a substantial amount of shares that I had beforehand, so I averaged up. But you know. I was still bummed out about it. Like all that hundred percent, eighty percent gain that I was up is now become like whatever, a third or forty percent or some shit. But that's okay. I'm giving this company a long run. Apple's not gonna stop making OLED iPhones. In fact, they might make two models, and then they're not gonna just go back to LCD. I mean, they gotta. Apple, as much of an innovator, quote unquote, as they are, they should cut fucking come to 2017 and get every fucking phone on OLED. Not because I want to like get some <laughs> dividends and gains out of this share, but it's a fucking technological fact that's been happening on every single phone. Unless you're making a dirt cheap ass phone with the LCD IPS technology, I'm completely geeking out here. Every phone is OLED. They're proven to be more color accurate, probably better for the battery, and blah, 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 down the road. So why the fuck are they sticking to LCD? And I really think they will eventually kick all the LCD out and company like OLED will have to continue to provide the materials for the likes of Apple, Samsung, HTC, Google, uh, well, Alphabet, etc., etc., to provide all those OLED materials. Now, so you gotta keep your eye out in the competition who the Universal Display Corporation competitors are, <coughs> LG Display. Uh, but unless these major players say we're gonna jump to other competitors for the OLED resources, I think you need to stay calm and invest in this thing. And same for all the other investment. I mean, this happened two years ago. This January, February typically seemed like the fucking down season of everything. I don't know. After seeing the fourth quarter earnings report for, from everybody and then also seeing, oh, what you might call it, you know, maybe everybody's still getting over the Super Bowl, uh, especially Monday like yesterday. I was like, oh, what the fuck happened? And not paying attention and let the machines take over and do all the trading or some shit. So, you know, I expect some volatility, and also all the, the the fact that I'm giving at least a year on how the policy and monetary policies pan out. You know, it's gonna. I think they said they're not gonna raise the interest rate right now and freak everybody out, but we're expecting at least four interest rate hikes this year, and then to see the full effect of that in the economy, and also along with a Trump tax cut coming into effect. Uh, that's gonna start this month in February on your income check, whatever that is, and companies paying out bonuses like my company at General Motors did today. Well, they didn't pay out the bonus, they laid out how much they're gonna pay out the bonus, which I don't remember what the fuck it was, but obviously companies doing fine, despite the hiring freeze and budget cut and all that shit. But it sounds like that's everywhere. So, everybody's making budget cut, limited expense spending, just to like the look, make the bottom line look good for the investors, right? So what does it, what, what is the moral of the story here? What, what BK, after all that rambling about your fucking economical analysis, what the fuck does this mean? Well, I think we should all stop working and start just investing because <laughs> all these companies are trying to satisfy the investors, at least the public companies, and not you. And then if you're super rich, you can get away with anything, as you see, as you witness that in Korea with the JY Lee, the son of the chairman of Samsung Group. And then you, you're for one, you were wondering what the fuck does that have to do with anything? Well, if you're that rich and provide twenty percent of the goddamn <laughs> country, South Korea's GDP, funneling it into the country. 
and then you have that much power, and then you're that far ahead, you probably could get away with anything and quote-unquote suspend your prison sentence. So I'll just say I can talk shit right now, I guess, <laughs> as they're my former employer at this stage. But that's more of a political statement than anything. You know, it's a fact, and that's a reality that we live in today. But anyways, so, and then the only way to get rich and get your, what is it, savings and accounts, you know, Ex- explode you gotta gamble your money investing and then i i see some people are like doing good crypto command crypto is a future well guess what the fuck happened the value went down more than 50 percent as expected and then unlike your bank account or anything that's F- fdic like back so if you don't know up to a hundred thousand dollars of the money in your checking account is insured by the federal government so if you lose it you get whatever amount of money back at least up to a hundred thousand dollars i don't have a hundred thousand dollars not even fucking close you know even in stock i don't even have that much i spent all that money on vacationing last year (laughs) as you've heard from my traveling episodes but anyways i digress so only way for people to get rich is by investing options trading risk taking whatever the fuck you want to call it so if you're risk tolerant and patient which gazillion machines and whole bunch of idiot investors or not hey just stay patient stay put i'm giving it personally like this year like and then see how the policy and then the political climate goes europe looks good asia looks better venezuela i don't fucking know colombia i don't fucking know brazil i don't fucking know if you want to short on those and be the mean motherfucker loaning money to these poor countries go ahead you know there are a whole bunch of people want to take advantage like that or like take advantage of a war or political instability there are a whole bunch of people who want to short that shit so there are a lot of sick fucks i said it about equifax and all that before too but anyways i'm gonna leave it there i'm glad i got i think i got most of the points that i was recording yesterday out and then i sound less tired although i still might be because it's a long day and i gotta go to sleep right now because I got to get up like 5.30 in the morning, go back to the office and do all the stuff. And then uh, hopefully I'm back in time because I got to catch a dinner with somebody. So um, I missed that today and I'm very pissed at myself. Then again, work priorities. So you cannot bite the hand that feeds you. And then the, that that fed, that whatever food that I'm fed, I am investing with this as I record this thing so anyways thanks for listening uh please subscribe with the apple podcast stitcher soundcloud google play music i'm not on spotify because i'm not cardi b uh tune in radio whatever pod thing you use please subscribe uh twitter handle is what a show not what a show like kara swisher mentioned what a show all one word email aa-show at outlook.com i have not had a chance to look at email so often aa-show at outlook.com dash is not a word it's a little cross minus sign right there in case anyone's confused all right thanks for listening uh have a great february uh well i'll be in toronto next week so i don't know i'll probably have a guest i might not uh i don't think i'll release it on time next week and then uh we will check back next week bye-bye